is Renergy with the Holistic Health Outline. It's Thursday. I will be leaving for the north um, tomorrow, going up to Buffalo, <clears throat> Letchworth State Park, Lilydale, Chautauqua, Fredonia, where I grew up. Um, going to stay there long enough for my kid's birthday. She'll be 22. And maybe attending some town halls on this health care debacle and... Um, and doing whatever else I can. And I'm also going to Washington on September uh, 11th um, and staying there till the 12th in, and showing my support for the many thousands, probably tens of thousands of people who are going to show up there. There will be um, 9-12 rallies all over the country, but the Washington, D.C. one will be the largest. And I want people to understand something. Because I'll tell you, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and all those things. And, of course, we have a website. And I am getting smashed by people who believe that if you are against health care, this health care bill, the way it's written, um, that you are somehow not compassionate, that you are somehow uh, um, a Nazi, that you are all these things that you're being, and racist, of course, because we're only against this health care bill because of who is proposing it, not because of what the bill says. <clears throat> so I'm getting as attacked as all of you are, so you're not alone. I may may be getting a few more attacks than you are because um, I'm a little more visible than many people who listen to this podcast. Um, <clears throat> but I'm trying to educate people on both sides. I'm losing friends, of course, from, <laughs> from Buffalo. Buffalo is a very um, ultra-left democratic town. They lose 10,000 people a year because um, they can't make money because there's no middle ground. You're either a radical leftist West Sider or um, you're a corporate no good person. And, I, you know, I lived there for a long time. I, I, I worked there. I worked for corporate America. I, while I was working for corporate America, I taught women's studies. While I was in the Marines, I was anti-war. So I'm on both sides of the fence all the time. It doesn't mean I'm wishy-washy. It means I know that there's got to be balance and that if we had balance, we wouldn't be having all this that's going on now. And it's, it's, it's getting pretty, um, pretty intense. And people are writing me. They're scared. Um, they're being attacked as being racist if they say anything about this administration whatsoever. They're afraid to put their feelings out there because they, they somehow people get their cell phone numbers and their addresses and everything else, and um, and they're afraid of what's going to happen to them. I don't know how to really tell them how to deal with that fear. Um, you have to be coming from the right place. Don't come from fear is, I guess, the best thing to say. We can't be afraid of anything. <laughs> Because as soon as you put fear into your heart, your soul, your thought patterns, your your conscious mind, your unconscious, subconscious mind, as soon as you put all these fears in there, you won't be able to see clearly. Because you need some love in there to feel, to, to see clearly. And it's, it's self-love to begin with. It's loving yourself enough. And I think a lot of people who are going to these, these town hall meetings um, are going because of that. And... Um, and love a family, but you also have to love your country. Um, you have to understand its history, the way it has evolved, where all this has come from. People don't get it. Oh my God! Even, I mean, I, I don't think there's a newscaster. Maybe Glenn Beck does. I'm not sure, but because he's doing the work. But but even all the other newscasters on Fox or or CNN, they don't get it. They don't understand where this is coming. They just find their little tunnel vision spot to stand in, and they're going to be the heroes. 
Um, and so they incite everybody to join them in their battle. And um, they're not very good generals. <laughs> they just aren't. They, they, they don't do the work that's necessary to understand where the war is coming from. And it goes right back to my books, Forget the Cures, Find the Cause. There's no cure for what's going on right now. There's no true cure for for one side saying this is what you need and the other side saying that's not what I want. There's no cure for that. You have to find the cause. You have to go to the root of where all this began. I mean, this began way back in Teddy Roosevelt's time. Maybe even before that, but but they weren't doing as much um, research, writing, or exposing prior to Teddy Roosevelt. I'm sure it even started maybe with Washington. Who knows? You know that the Washington, George Washington was elected um, falsely. <laughs> they actually, that was the beginning of states electing presidents and the um, the the infancy of the electoral colleges and so to get George Washington elected there was all this fraud going on where people were running for office who weren't really running for office to try to pull some of the votes away from anyone else um, and they made sure by stacking the ballot boxes and and um, keeping people from voting and all those kinds of things that Washington would get into office so this is nothing new this started with our implementation, our very infant ways, our immature ways of trying to figure out what the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution would mean as a country. Um, and it was um, rampantly sick. And even George Washington knew that. He's like, I, don't, I, I know we're a republic. I know that we listen to the people. I know why I fought in this revolutionary war, but I'm not sure what it all means. It's a, it's a government in, in process. Okay, um, it hasn't really changed that much. Nobody, it's like having kids. You, you know, nobody writes the right book for when you have kids. <laughs> nobody can really tell you how to raise those children. Um, you have to go inside yourself somewhere. And we've had some leaders who do go inside. I mean, they they go inside themselves to find the wisdom to lead people to not just what is best or they think is best, but what is is the divine guidance path for them so they go inside they pray they meditate they um they do all the things that i do actually but um and they come out with some answers what we have today unfortunately is a lot of stuff that has come from history that no one is going inside for and let me explain what that means Teddy Roosevelt a lot of people who listen to me are 30 40 years old and there's also 12 year olds who listen to me which just listen kids because you're not going to get this history in school you won't get it it's not even in the, the textbooks anymore they're changing the textbooks right and left every day there is a history um, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, a wild and crazy president, okay, totally believed in progressivism. And what is that? Progressivism is, is complicated to most people. Um, uh, and you have to read a lot to understand what it is. But, but let's not do that yet. Let's just talk about he was into progressivism because the country was. Okay, way back in Teddy Roosevelt's time, uh, Uh, and it and America's entry into World War One. The the whole World War One thing was a result of the so called progressive movement. That movement worshipped the idea of democracy, 
per se, and they wanted to spread it throughout the world by force if necessary. Okay, in one year, 1913, this caused monumental changes in America, all in the name of attacking the rich for the benefit of the poor. Okay, now, I am not one who believes that someone like Oprah should make $235 million a year and someone like my colleagues or my colleagues should make thirty or $40,000 a year for the amount of work and compassion and heart and soul that goes into their two jobs. Okay, I don't believe in that. But I also don't believe that you attack somebody because they have found a way to use the system. I think that they should be challenged to to um, give to the poor more. I mean, Obama only gave $2,000 in all of his life to charity. Okay, so Oprah does more than that. So, I, you know, if they're giving, if they're sharing, if they're doing it on their choice, um, that's fine. Okay, but, but in 1913, we changed everything. Um, we created the Federal Reserve System. That was supposed to be there to control the banks. Instead, it put power into the hands of a few elite, unelected manipulators, and it's still there. We have asked, and I say we because my representatives anyway, have tried to get the Federal Reserve um, audited. And and there's a bill that says that, that people want that done, and the Federal Reserve won't open their books. They're that elite, they are that above the law. And it's the Federal Reserve System that is also being manipulated by our own Treasury Department, which is still causing and did cause much of what we're going through now. And that's because it concentrates that power. The 16th Amendment to the Constitution came along around the same time. That allowed for income tax. Okay, and supposedly they thought that amendment only attacked the rich. But during World War I, the tax was raised and expanded, and it's one of our most oppressive features of American life. Okay, it causes middle-class Americans to work usually five months of every year just for the government before they earn anything for themselves. However, that's even gotten worse. Um, as of yesterday, I think it was, every day up until yesterday, all of you who pay taxes, you were actually not making anything for yourself up until yesterday. And it's, what is it, August 14th or something like this? Okay. Um, and then there's this, all this stuff going on, how the progressive movement turned into socialism. Well, know your history, okay? People didn't go to, we didn't have a million colleges in the United States in 1913 or 14 or 17. Americans who could afford it, and then we go back to the social elite again, went back to Europe to go to, to, go to college. You know, to Germany and Sweden and England and all those places um, that had old-time colleges. We were a young country. Um, we still are. And so, so a lot of Americans went to Europe to find out what they needed to know. And the university systems taught them about progressivism and socialism and communism and how to um, help the poor and what democracy really meant then to Europeans. Um, and Asians, too, but not so much. There weren't, we didn't travel that much to Asia. We traveled mostly to Europe. So, so, um, we started following and studying things that were going on in Germany and France and Italy. Um, remember, there wasn't that much time between World War I and World War II. But there was a parallel between the economic and social milieu of the United States, which still is today, and that of Germany. Um, the Weimar Republic um, and the Nazi periods 
okay? They, the Weimar, and especially the Nazi periods, emerged in a debate over health care. <laughs> How weird is that? And the, the reason was because the Weimar Republic um, messed up the dollar and the value of the dollar, which we're doing the same thing to. And when the value of, the, of their dollars, their German marks, was reduced to zero, of course, it causes an economic collapse. And if you have health care that people demand and need because you need people to, to build wars and have businesses and make money, you have to have a population. When you have health care um, and you can't afford health care, there's a debate that ensues, which is going on right now. It, and those debates during, during um, just before World War II and, and afterwards, um, it, they were all centered on decisions about who should receive what kind of health care and for how long. Um, in Germany, medicine was considered a national resource to be used only for those individuals who showed the greatest prospect of recovery and future productivity. Okay, guess what? Obama's science director and um, and many others on his czar panels believe the same thing because it's never gone away. It's not like after World War II everybody stopped believing or thinking all the same things that, that they were thinking then. They got passed on generation to generation, generation to generation. And people have fought it back and forth. You know, there are those who believe um, and, and they all, everybody believes in what they're saying, I'm sure. But there are those who believe that that universal health care is not socialist because they're in denial about their own socialism. Okay, and there are those who believe that those who are fighting universal health care are Nazis. When in fact, that's really um, interesting because what they're doing is projecting, <laughs> and they're projecting about themselves. Okay, uh, there's a few things that we'll lose if we get universal health care, and people aren't looking at that. They're looking at, you know, they're tunnel visioning again on the kill the granny thing. Obama doesn't want to kill the granny, okay, but he, he's not looking at the whole picture as usual. Okay, he's not looking at what's going to happen when this economic crisis finally causes our own world to collapse, our economic system to totally collapse. Um, when that happens, we're in crisis, and that's exactly what happened in Germany, and that's where many people are coming from. Whether they're conscious of, of remembering that they were uh, aware of this or taught this in school or not, their fear is there's something wrong here, and I don't know exactly what it is, but I don't want it. <laughs> Okay, and then on the other side, the fear is, it's not actually fear. The other side is, oh, this is all racism. <sighs> Please, don't play the race card backwards. I can't stand it anymore. I'm not racist. I'm only as racist as any white person is. What I see happening more often is that black people, and I'm not going to call them African Americans. You're either a freaking American or you don't belong here. Black people in our country, in this country, in all of our country here, are using the race card more than white people. White people don't even care that Obama's black or half black or whatever he is they don't care they're not the birthing movement this is not anything about that this is this administration as a whole and democratic congress 
who are progressives, who follow the ACORN laws and follow George Soros, who wants to destroy America, are trying to destroy America. That's where people are coming from when they go to the town halls. Nope. And many people have now read the bill, and they've analyzed the bill, and they know where the problems are. And they're not afraid to say, line 22, section 13 says this. What do you believe, senator or congressman? And the senators are coming, well, I haven't read it yet, or that's and they're giving you a bunch of baloney. Because they haven't read the bill and they don't understand it anyway, which says a lot about America. Um, we elected these people to be our representatives. I would rethink a lot of your voting patterns. I know most people go to vote. And when they, they get there, there's all these names on the ballot that they never even heard of because they're not paying attention. You know, when there's something political on the news, they turn the channel. If there's something in the newspaper, they don't read it anyway. If it's on the Internet, they think it's spam. Um, so find a way, then, to do your homework, because everybody in this country has elected the, the biggest morons. <laughs> I mean, they're... I don't care what party they're from. You look at these town halls, whether they're being done by Republicans or Democrats, and you can't believe the stupidity of the person who's trying to say that they know better than we do about what we need. And the rudeness and the attitudes. Um, there was one yesterday where the representative at the town hall, a woman was trying to speak to her about her cancer, um, she was a survivor, and, and the representative, I'm not going to mention names because I'll get flogged for it. So, But the representative got on the phone, answered her cell phone, and was talking on the cell phone while this woman was trying to ask a question. How rude is that? How rude is it for another town hall for a man to stand up and say, could you tell me where in the Constitution it gives you the right to take over the health care of the American people? He was removed from the hall with handcuffs on um, we have I, 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 I'm kind of a double agent so don't spread the word too much but I got on some of the phone calls with SEIU and um, uh, Organizing for America which are the president's little manufacturing arms so it's interesting that Pelosi says we have on one side manufactured anger and on the other side it's all just truisms um, believe me George Soros just put five million dollars more into funding these organizations to get them bust to every place they can get them bust and they're and they're they're, they're violent we had a poor guy who was just trying to sell t-shirts who got beat up by acorn people um, acorn and Congress and George Soros are the true enemies here Okay, we've got this general up in Washington who stays aloof when he wants to, says the wrong things because he doesn't have a teleprompter, packs his town halls with people who were supporters or donators, and then tries to act like he didn't stack the hall. Um, you know, that's the false general. There, There's the guy who, oh, but you love me, so yes, listen to what I say. What you've got going on behind the scenes is what you have to worry about. That's George Soros and the czars. Boy, if you don't know your czars, you're in trouble. I've, I try to put up the stuff about the czars uh, on Facebook and on the, the um, website at earthwalk-usa.com. I try to get people to learn about them. They still, still don't know. They still aren't doing their homework. And uh, at this point, I almost feel like, you know what? If you don't do your homework, there's nothing else I can do for you, really. Um, the czars are scary. <laughs> Very. And, it, I mean, you just, uh, I don't know how else to say it. You have to 
do the homework and um, and learn who they are, because otherwise you're gonna you're gonna lose your freedoms. You're gonna lose a lot of freedoms, and you and then you're gonna say, how did this happen? And it's the same thing I said during all of the um, the election stuff that was going on. I was podcasting like crazy, and I said, you know, don't have buyer's remorse. Do the work that you need to do, and I know it's hard because you're working, but that's why we're here. So at least follow what we're trying to tell you, because if you don't, um, you're going to say, "How did this happen again?" And uh, and I don't know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to tell you. Okay, learn about the czars. Okay, even let's go to a, let's go to one that's even just connected. Okay, he's not even the ones I've told you about already. What about the green czar? The green jobs are whatever he's called, the one for you know all the um, environmental stuff. Okay, um, he 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 worked with on the board with Weatherman and um, is convicted criminal and with Apollo, the Students for Democratic Society, the Weatherman. Okay, um, uh, Jeff Jones is another person who works with them. They founded the Weathermen with Bill Ayers and Mark Rudd, okay. Um, but Obama doesn't know them, right? They were just friends who, or neighbors who lived on the same street. Um, Jeff Jones, look him up. And then look up Van Jones, okay. Uh, they're radical activists. They work with revolutionary movements to overthrow our government. They have bombed places. They... They aren't, they aren't upset about that. But he's the green czar. Figure out why. Figure out why. Um, Obama decided to make him the green czar. And also understand that Jones was part of the Clinton administration. So there's this is just this just goes on and on and on and on and on. And and the 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 argument from the other side is, oh yeah, but look what look what George Bush did. He got us into a war we shouldn't have been in, and he spent trillions of dollars, and he wasn't good for America, and he did all this stuff against the Constitution. Well, I know it's hard to vote for anybody, isn't it? Because both parties are doing the same thing. But but but. <laughs> they're not changing basic policies like this administration is. When they change this health care system to what they say is going to be first a public option and then a single payer, it'll never change back. We'll never get out of it. Ask France. Ask France and, and the UK if they can get out of their health care problems now. Now that they know that it's costing trillions of dollars more than they thought it was going to and they have to ration care because there's no money left. They have to ration care. So they have to find a way to do that. You have to follow then a philosophy, don't you? If you're out of money, if we're in a crisis, which we are heading towards, if you devalue the dollar like the, the, the um, Germans did the mark, and health care for your population is costing too much money, what are you going to do? You're going to have to find some blueprint that says, okay, look, we have X number of people. We don't have any money to do this, so we can only provide health care to this many people on some kind of basis. So, Obama's czars and the czars that worked with um, Hitler came up with a plan. And they said, well, we need to rid ourselves of some of this population. We can't afford them. So, if you're under two years old, you're not quite a human yet. If you're over 55, you've lost your worth to society. And it goes downhill from 55 to 85. Um, but the, and your peak people.
people, are, all those of you who listen to me who are between 14 and 40, you're pretty good. They're going to take care of you, but remember, someday you're going to be 45 or 50. And by then, there's no going back. I mean, there's no turning around. Once you know, once this goes through, everybody says, well, we'll vote everybody out of office in 2010 and 2012. Too late. That's why they want to push it through. It has to be pushed through. The other reason they want to push it through is for illegal aliens. Because they, they are covered in this bill. Okay, starting year one, which would be next year. They want it pushed through so that illegal aliens can be covered. The reason? Because we left our borders open and George Bush did that. And, and Obama's doing that. 40% of the people in L.A. County in Los Angeles are illegal immigrants who don't pay taxes. 40% who, who get paid in cash, send the cash back to their families or spend it on drugs or whatever, and then want free health care and free food and a free car and a free house and, you know, free education and... <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm getting attacked because I I don't have any compassion for these poor people who are who are um, showing up at arenas and and begging for health care free. And what I would say to them is, if you can pay cash for everything else, pay cash to get your health care. That's fine. If they want to pay cash for health care, not a problem. But they believe, just like many on the left do, that everybody should have free everything. The cash for clunkers program, real interesting. Okay. First of all, it costs one billion, then three billion because they ran out of money. That's the government-controlled program. Well, here's what else is going on with the government-controlled program. Supposedly, the cash for clunkers is to turn in your old car that does, does not fuel efficient to help the environment and save money on oil. Well, keep watching because more than forty percent of the people who have turned in their old cars and had them crushed so that no kid in college or no older person who just goes to the store can have a car. They turned in their old cars for gas-guzzling, huge trucks and SUVs. Because, why? Because the dealers wanted to make money. Who's overseeing all this? Nobody. So your $3 billion, that's yours because you got to pay taxes on it, went to help some Joe Schmo down the street who wanted a richer truck or an SUV buy it off your tax dollars. That should make you mad enough to go to a town hall right there. It has nothing to do with health care. What I'm trying to tell people is they're not nobody's going to these things that who are complaining just because of health care. They're mad because they didn't want stimulus and nobody listened. They didn't want recovery. Nobody listened. This hundred seven hundred, eight hundred billion dollars of junk and pork. The stimulus bill, the budget, the cap and trade the clunkers, cash for clunkers. Nobody paid any attention. So if you're talking to somebody and you know you're going to die and it's going to affect you for the rest of your life and they haven't listened to you when over the phone or over any or via mail, when you finally come face to face with them, what are you going to do? When they turn their backs on you and they're trying to, um, they get up in front of you and they're going to lecture you on what they've done and what they believe you should have, you're finally going to yell and you're going to cry and you're going to scream and you're going to be mad. And that's where it's all coming from. And all I'm saying to people is make sure it's coming not just from anger and fear. Anger comes from fear. Make sure it's coming from love because then your truth will be heard. When you come from love, the truth will be heard. It may take a while. It may take um, some bruises. I don't know. I'm going to, to D.C. like I told you, and I'm going to town hall meetings, and 
all those kinds of things. I don't know what kind of trouble. I already told my family. I said, just and friends. I said, make sure you have bail money available. <laughs> Because um, I've fought on both sides of this fence. I know how ugly it can get, but I'm not afraid because I'm coming from the right place. My intention is not because I hate black people, because I hate Obama, because I hate Congress, although I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I have no use for them. That's for darn sure. Not on either side of the aisle. Um, I'm not coming from there. I'm coming from the fact that I love my country. And I love the people of this country. And I have spent more than 45 years of my life giving every bit of energy I could to help educate them about their bodies, their minds, their spirits, their country, their relationship to the universe, to God and the world. And I've, I have done it with love. I've done it openly and often, more often than not, done it for nothing. Um, so I'm not afraid because I'm coming from the right place. There are many out there coming from the right place. So open your minds, spread the word, tell your friends. They need to learn history. They need to learn where all this is coming from. It's not coming from nowhere. It's not just racism. It's not just anti-Obama or anti-Bush. It's coming from movements that started, whether it started with George Washington or Teddy Roosevelt. They have been evolving and growing into what we have now, which has been prophesied in the Mayan calendar and the Native American prophecies and Nostradamus and the Bible to lead us to a place of challenge which will make us choose between faith in God and faith in our egos. And that's going to be a tough one because you'll believe that you believe in God and you have faith in God. But in the end, when things really become tough and you have, you know, anything going on, rationing or or civil war or militia groups that are forming in every state or town halls where people are being set up um, or sent there and lying about being doctors. Whenever you have all those things going on, you have a challenge. Do you believe in God? Or do you believe in the egos of those who are leading all these things? Do you believe in your own ego, which is energy on the go, or energy going only for one person, which is yourself? Or do you believe in the greater good from their perspective, which means everybody should be the same? That's socialism. Or the greater good that everybody should become, eat what they are capable of becoming? Hmm. Hard questions. But put them in perspective, go with the right intention, listen, do your history lessons, read what you need to read. Go on our site, we put all kinds of stuff on there. Um, look me up on Facebook, I'm on there. I don't even remember what my account name is, but let me just take one second, I might be able to tell you. Um, uh, it's, it's just my name, okay? <laughs> under Facebook and you can I, I, I post maybe a half a dozen or ten or twelve things a day um, I posted something today about a woman who was pretending to be a doctor at um, uh, at one of the town hall meetings I posted something about the five freedoms you lose if you follow this health care plan and their basic freedoms it's nobody's told you these things okay nobody tells you what you're gonna lose like the freedom to choose what's in your plan, the freedom to be rewarded for healthy living or pay your real costs, the freedom to choose high deductible coverage, 
The real freedom to keep your existing plan? Don't believe you will. The freedom to choose your doctors? Don't believe you will. Okay, like the Senate. The Senate bill requires that Americans buying through the exchanges, that will soon be most Americans, must get their care through something called medical home. It's similar to an HMO. Okay? They keep saying, if you like your doctor and you like your plan, you can keep it, but your, your employer's not going to keep it if it's going to cost them millions of dollars. Okay? So you're going to lose some of those things, and you need to learn that. And that doesn't mean get scared. It doesn't mean, oh, my God, I'm not going to have health care. Okay, fine. I've never had health insurance. I'm not afraid of that. Why? Because I know that alternative health can keep you well, and I have a faith in that. And I come from loving the fact that God gave us everything we need to survive. Okay? Um, and you need to come from there, too. Just don't be afraid. If you get afraid, write me let me know. I'll get you unafraid. Okay? Meanwhile, go to earthwalk-usa.com. Go to the health reform tabs. Go to the video tabs. Go to the Obama crime tabs. Um... Uh, and go to any other tab you need when you get to the homepage. Oh, and you can listen to the podcast there. You can scroll down the podcast for all of you who don't know how to do that. Go on our site and just scroll down the little, the little scroll on the screen that shows you all the podcasts. There's more than a hundred. We're talking about all this stuff all the time. Um, if that doesn't work, double click on my picture and it'll take you over to the podcast page and double click on that picture and you'll see the whole podcast page there that has all the podcasts on them. And you can, Download those on your MP3 or copy them or wherever you want, right around in your car, and learn. Because it's the only way it's going to happen if you don't have time to do all the other stuff. Okay, I'm on my way to Buffalo tomorrow. I will try to do a podcast from there. I am doing um, a lot of things up there that are just things I need to do right now. Um, but I'll be in touch. So all of you hang in there. This is Raina G. Thanks for listening.